0: Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting live from the Cintillation State Studio in Northern California, home of Ukulele J Barbecue, get your wood fired up and your charcoal burning as we get our smoke on with the worldwide streaming premiere of Strum
1: Plucking Good Live.
0: Unfortunately, Instagram and YouTube didn't want to play nice today, but we got a great, clean interview. I'm going to go ahead and do the questions here on this voiceover, and then you can hear the clean answers, so we save you all the technical issues.
1: Well, I've been posting for about a year and a half, so it was February... I guess, in 2019, I started it. And what got me started was that, um, you know, I basically was trying to nudge the butcher to get some more brand exposure by creating his own Instagram for the business. And I had done it for work, you know, in another job, I was in charge of social media employee recognition.
0: How did you decide you're gonna keep doing this? And, you know, kind of what's your goal? Do you have any long term goals on Instagram? I know you do a lot of the cooking things like that. Um, where are you taking this? Uh, you know, with with this Instagram thing, it's blowing up. I've seen features from maybe different companies. You, Dalston, do. just did a huge thing, which was awesome. Um, what, what's kind of your gaming you goals, or it's just the thing you're doing know, for fun? I'm
1: having fun right now, to be honest. Like I'm, I am, okay. And for me, uh, my journey is you know trying new things. I'm always super excited about trying new uh, meats to cook. Uh, new dishes. I'm inspired by other people's cooks. Uh, so, right now, I'm just, you know, riding the wave. I'm meeting a lot of new people. I am having some um, really cool relationships built with with brands, with people behind those brands that are kind of fun. Um, you know, for me, this is just... Um, you know, getting better every single time. So I'm uh, in my, the things I love about it are certainly creating a great dish and doing something special and creative. Um, but I also think that I enjoy, you know, teaching and sharing clearly, like that's part of Instagram is showing your pictures, sharing your stories. I like to tell stories. I like to share experiences. I love to influence people um, and help them. And, and, you know, even more specifically, like the women who didn't really know if they should start barbecuing, uh, I love to give them that extra nudge and say, guess what? If I can do it, so can you. Uh, Trust me. You know, I didn't cook very much before this. So I believe that it's possible that you can learn and I can show you. So, you know, I think one of my long-term goals, if anything, might be like helping other people have the confidence to go out there and do it themselves. And, you know, as I'm learning, sharing my learning experiences, because I, I think some sometimes just watching other people do it it gives you the confidence to believe that you can do it too i i got excited and i got you know motivated by people in the beginning when i got a Traeger grill you know that's all i had and i love it you know i use that almost every day um but you know it was watching people use it that made me feel like okay that doesn't look so hard <laughs> i think i can you know trim the meats and put the rub on and make it happen and i've learned you know i've I've had a lot of fails and I've had a lot of successes, but really anybody can do it. And every grill that you know, I'm learning about or trying out is just another learning adventure. It's, it's not as easy as the pellet grills that I've had, right? So I love fire. It makes me happy. It makes me like the smell of the smoke brings me happiness. I like to just share that with other people. So I'm not ready to take over the world and be some, you know, Food Network star or anything like that. I have, I don't have those ambitions, but I'd love to be able to find a way to influence, you know, more women or even kids, honestly, like to believe that they can barbecue.
0: On Shrimp Club Good Live, I'm Ukulele Jay again. And uh, Simulation State, we are here with Misty Saddle Butcher's wife. And yes, it is cooperating. I can see the stream going. That is so good. It makes me so happy. Uh, and thanks for bearing with me. This is the first thing. Uh, Seattle Butcher's wife is embarking on this journey with me. The first YouTube live and Instagram live going at the same time. This is not a scripted show. She didn't get all these questions ahead of time. Matter of fact, I still didn't send her any questions at all. And, uh, you know, there's no editing. Uh, we don't have any bleep buttons. So my wife gave me a lecture to please don't watch pass. my lecture. So... <laughs> I have to watch it because I get so excited with this stuff. I don't do. One of the questions that I wanted to know about was where Misty gets her incredible meat that she posts. So we talked a little bit about Mondo and Sons and the history behind that company, and her relationship, which happens to be her husband, and how they all got started
1: sure i can't see the photos right now but um it's just all the photos it's
0: instagram feed so
1: so my uh relationship to mondo and sons is um that's my husband and his brother they own uh usda meat processing facility in the seattle area Wow! and this is now my son works there he is 25 so he is actually the fourth generation Uh, of the the company, you know, this is a family that goes back uh, four generations. Northern Italy is where his, his grandfather started. And um, it's been quite a legacy of meat and they've gone through different things. When his dad was running the business, you know, when he, the guys were younger, um, Mondo and sons, you know, was really just um, a place that was creating meat, delivering meat to restaurants and had like an actual old school butcher shop. And um Nowadays, they don't have a freestanding, you know, butcher shop that, you know, looks like your traditional space. They do mostly wholesale. Uh, They support restaurants, high-end restaurants in Seattle with some of the products they have from the dry-aged room. Um, You know, they partner up with Mishima Reserve, um, Painted Hills, Myers Natural, and then a lot of local farms. Um, So they specialize in more natural, locally sourced, you know, organic type of meats and I've been spoiled for a long time, so I figured, you know, this is the right time to actually take advantage of some of the benefits of having access to that, so I feel pretty fortunate. And, um, you know, I'm learning as I go. So it's been, it's been great. But that's my affiliation. I, You know, they're, they're still like a small family business, even though they do a lot of wholesale business. So they don't have a website that's really savvy or anything like that. Like this whole Instagram thing was the first step to say, hey, look, this is who we are and tell the story. There's still much to be done. And um, they're working on their website. But I think that's really phase two. And hopefully they'll be able to get more of this great quality meat beyond Seattle at some point. But they have their hands full, and even during these times, they've been, they've been very busy. The meat industry has had some ups and down moments, but luckily, they've really uh, done a good job.
0: Um, so with that being said, uh, the other thing I want to know is, you know, you're a mom, you're a wife, you have tons of friends, I'm sure, with the whole Instagram posting. As we got into our next question, Misty lost her connection up in Seattle. But as they say, the show must go on, and we continued because we were not going to let this interview go. Uh, what, what's kind of like your routine like? Uh, I want to talk real quick on my uh, my sponsors,
1: and I want to thank
0: them: Dr. Bill's of Maple Syrup, Bodywood Barbecue, uh, who does incredible almond wood pellets, Dat Sauce and Dat Ketchup, George Earl's Barbecue Sauce, my newest uh, sponsor, Voodoo Roasters. So I won't go into details about them. They're going to be on the show. We have all the founders. We're going to talk about some cool stuff. How they actually, you know, got everything going. And um, you know, we want to basically find out from you uh, again more about Misty. We have Seattle Butcher's Wife. Uh, from Instagram on here. It's an all-Instagram barbecue interview show, and I'm live. It looks like I did lose you on the, uh, on the live broadcast here. I don't know if you can join back in again or how we do that uh, on the Instagram live. As we left our feed in Seattle, I really thought we were going to miss an answer to a great question, but fortunately, she came back to it because she is absolutely amazing.
1: You, the rest of my day, if you don't mind. Um, So, basically, I'd wake up, I'd make some coffee, and I'd probably make sure that the kids are up because they're working. I mean, from home, I have a freshman in college at home for going to the University of Washington. And I have a freshman in high school um, that's attending Holy Names Academy, and it's all online. So I'm making sure that they're up if they're if they have a class, and uh, making coffee and checking my emails and stuff. And I'm really thinking still about like what do I have planned for that day. Sometimes, mm-hmm. depending upon my schedule, I have enough time to sneak in like something on the grill. So I I'm actually like officing most of the time by like my dining room table so i can sneak out if i need to you know i got 10 minutes that's a 10 minute break i'm gonna go check and see you know if i can get something in the grill (laughs) or if i have something like a pork butt i may take a minute to go spray it (laughs) you know whatever
0: since youtube and instagram were not playing nicely it was time to just go with the flow go back on instagram live and continue our questions about the art of flame grill
1: Okay. Um, I found out about it because I was watching on Instagram. Um, Grill Mama is the first person that I saw it. Melissa. Okay. Uh, she had one, and I've been following the Artiflame account. I don't know for over a year. And then I met the owners through just conversation and DM chats, just small talk. You know, every once in a while, um, they would send me a note that said, oh, that looks terrific, or, you know, like just really complimenting some of my barbecue. And one day I got a call, and we had a conversation about her vision for the company, her vision for the grill, what she was hoping when they created and designed it. You know, one of their visions was to see – you know, a group of people, a family surrounded by this, you know, beautiful fire, you know, grill that you could help cook together and enjoy time together. And I thought, you know, that really sounds like something that would be a good fit. Totally different. It does not replace like a pellet grill at all, but it's an experience. And she kind of just felt like I'd be the right person to, you know, help tell the story of that experience. And it's been amazing. I love it. I even bought another one. I showed it today.
0: Yeah, it's like, did you buy the twenty? What did you buy?
1: Yeah, it's a um, series twenty grill. It's like twenty one inches, okay. um, and I do have a thirty, the big one.
0: Oh wow! So now this thing, you just use only real wood or charcoal or both?
1: Both. I mean, I could probably use whatever I want, but right now I use both.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So what? What? What's uh, with the art of flame itself? Though it's more of you know like your barbecue on a grill, uh, it's got the flat top that surrounds it and that heats up from the inside. I take it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's made of, um, quartz and steel. So it's, you know, made to last forever. And it basically is just building a fire and you can move the coals underneath the plancha the circular part where you grill you know where you get to grill on Um, you can move them around to kind of um maneuver a little bit of the heat so i have that thermo um infrared scanner so i can tell the heat of the grill wherever i'm at And so, you know, if you want to do something really hot, you got to find the hot spot on the grill. And it is, it takes some time getting really comfortable with, um, you know, making sure you feel good with where you're putting the food. Like when I was cooking the eggs yesterday, I was like, I hope I don't burn these eggs because I've burned an egg before, you know. So um, you got to keep your eye on it. It's totally different than, um, you know, anything on the pellet. I'd put my bacon on a Traeger and You know, it always come out perfect every time. It always is, like, perfectly shaped and perfectly crispy. And you really have to watch it. It's still crispy and delicious on the Artiflame, which I love. Um, But you have to keep your eye on it because the minute you, you know, aren't paying attention to that one little guy that got (laughs) close, you know, it could be a little crispy. So for me, it's kind of like, you know, making sure that you're not, um, you're paying attention to the temperatures and the placement and constantly moving. It goes by so fast. It's fun.
0: That's really cool. Well, talking about crispy, um, there's a photo that I saw, and so did a lot of people, and somebody just mentioned it. I want to hear about the pork pretzel, because that is... (laughs) Is that your creation? Because that is insane. No, it's not. Oh, my God.
1: And I'm so sorry. Like, I should have wrote down the guy that inspired me. I saw a couple people on Instagram. Um, I cannot remember his name, and I don't want to say it wrong. So if you are watching... Um, definitely go to my page and go find those pork pretzels. They look like regular pretzels and read my comments because I, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. I can't remember. He's super famous and like has like hundreds of thousands of followers. Oh my God. Yeah, I can't remember man and meat is in his um, username, but I can't remember the actual one. So check it out. Um, But basically, I don't even know if he used the same piece of pork, but I just happened to have a pork loin and I was bored. (laughs) And I was thinking, I want to do like, I just want to play around and do something silly. So I cut the pork loin into three big chunks and then um, I should have I should have videotaped it. A lot of times I want to videotape, and I just like need someone to do it for me, and they're not around, so I'm like, oh well, next time. Anyway, so I took the three pieces, and then I cut them in half, but I didn't cut them all the way through. Like I left the little joint at the bottom, okay. and then I took that and made it kind of a longer strip, and then I crisscrossed it and made it into a pretzel. So that at that point, once I shaped it, um, then I put the barbecue rub on it. You know, and then I just like, I would like, I really love pork tenderloin, um, smoked and then yeah. like, you know, with just a little glaze, not a whole lot of sauce, but just a little glaze to finish off. Like that just, it tastes good and it's always moist. So I did this, um and it was really fun and I was thinking how can I make the um the like salt that you put on your I always like salty pretzels Um, and I haven't seen that one the salt I'll go ahead and claim salt because it wasn't even salt it was actually sesame seeds but the Uh, the white sesame seeds look like salt so I was like oh this is so cute (laughs) and my daughter came in she's like mom what are you doing (laughs) like I I don't know I'm just having fun
0: (laughs) that's great and that that looked awesome then the other thing I noticed it did not too long ago, or no, I don't know if it was you or Armando and Sons, that can pork is unbelievable.
1: I'm doing well, another one that? today. Yeah, I'm doing wow. another one. Yeah, so those were actually pretty special. Um, I wish so much, especially on the last one that I deep fried, because I've done two now, um, but the, the one that I deep fried was like, I remember taking a bite and going, I wish I could share this with the world. And like, it was just so darn good. Now I have a lot of, I have a lot of cooks that are just really good. Right. But this was so good. And I was thinking I'm too embarrassed. I think my hair was in a bun and I was looking crazy that day. So I'm like, I'm not doing a video. i no, not doing it, but I wish I could really share this a moment. So I'll definitely do it again. And, um, for me, like trying to figure out the traditional way that they, those would be cooked, um, was where I started, and I looked at the different seasonings, and I'm like, well, I have something I can at least use that's close. I was impatient. I just wanted to use what I had. The um, Spanglish Asadero rub, the one that I used with the ancho chili, was just uh, I saw that. <laughs> so bomb. Yeah. And then um, I smoked it, got it to the – I can't remember what the internal temp was, and then I deep fried it because traditionally those guys are deep fried. And the last one that I did had – a long bone pork chop with a pork belly with the skin attached. And that's Ooh. not something you can find just anywhere. So it was pretty, pretty amazing. It's unlike any pork chop you've ever had, you know?
0: Yeah, that's wild. Have you thing with uh, air fryers? Do you have an air fryer by any chance?
1: I do not. Mm-mm.
0: Oh, yeah. So I, I started the air fryer a while back and I, and I get a lot of people hooked on it. They're uh, we're doing the wings in the air fryers, and they are coming out unbelievably crispy. I mean, without you know deep frying oil, but uh-huh. I don't have a deep, I don't have a deep fryer, so that was the thing is you know how do I get that fried crispy goodness on the wings? But oh. deep frying is the way to go. So is there is there something you just love cooking like a regular staple? Your favorite, like if you had to pick some every night of the week, what would you be going for for like your go-to meat?
1: Wow. That's pretty easy. Probably anyone could say like, who doesn't want a ribeye steak? That's like always my, if I, I remember one time, uh, the butcher, he brought me a box full of ribeyes. I said, you know what, I'm going to try with my friends to do this carnivore diet. And so I did that for a month. And I was so excited to like open up a box full of ribeyes every day. <laughs> it was a treat. It was like you know when I was younger, going out for a steak was a big deal. But now that I'm older, you know, and I married a guy who's got some meat, you know, I was like, all right, ribeye night, I guess again.
0: <laughs> How should
1: I do it? The same. <laughs> you
0: know? do, do you do you age so. your meats? At, do you age your meats at all? Do you guys do any the aging at Mono Sons, or do you get it just right fresh like it is?
1: Yeah. I don't do anything at home, but they do have a a real proper dry aged room that's regulated by the USDA. Like it's it's legit, <laughs> and yeah, it's yeah. funny that we're talking about this because we were just watching some videos on YouTube today. <laughs> Um, with some other guys and I won't name any names or anything, but uh, the process what like, you know, there's definitely a lot of ways people are thinking about dry aging, but they're maybe not the the right technique, you know, whether it's for, you know, health and safety or, you know, the right temperatures. It's not, you know, and I know there's even a lot of um, companies coming out with home dry agers are probably fine, but I'm fortunate if I have a dry aged steak, it is, you know, coming from a good source and it is um, treated the way it should be. Like I said, you know, it's under inspection. So I'm pretty excited to have those.
0: Yeah, I've been dry-aging my meat now for, for a couple of years. I actually um, have a commercial freezer in, in the garage and then I vacuum seal using a special dry-aging bag and uh-huh. it works absolutely fantastic. I am doing I do 45 to 55 days on my, my yeah. ribeyes and my whole primal cuts on the New Yorks. And, you know, once okay. you have dry-aged meat, you just, you don't want to have anything else. It's just, it's absolutely incredible. The problem is it takes a long time. You know, you got a small yield and you get this nice, huge piece of meat and you open it up 55 days later and you're like, what happened? Because <laughs> you lose a lot of the weight. And that's why people don't yeah. understand dri- drives meat so expensive yeah. because yeah. You, you lose that yield. You, you lose know, so much
1: yield. of that extra. And um, yeah. I just wanted to throw in there really quick. Um, Peter mentioned, he must've read my post that I was inspired by Max, the meat guy on the pork ah, pretzels okay. so thank you thank you for that I'm so glad you remember or went back to look because I can't remember um he does a lot of really fun fast videos um that are really fun to watch so yeah thank you for re- the reminder
0: that's great yeah thanks I- I'm gonna go check that out because I think out.
1: mine are cuter than his but you know he inspired me
0: <laughs> yours look damn good you do your good. <laughs> so talking about looking damn good uh, I want to know about photography are you taking all your pictures and if you are what are you using?
1: Oh, good. Don't try to steal all my secrets, Jay.
0: I don't want any secrets. I'm just curious. Just,
1: I'm don't, just I don't want. I don't want. Mystery. I don't want the magic. I don't want the
0: magic sauce. Just tell me. Is it in a bottle? Is it a can? <laughs> what, what is it?
1: The magic sauce is right here, and her name is Misty. <laughs> all right. And what okay. I use good. is um, <laughs> my iPhone, and that's all. Um, I have okay. an iPhone um, 11 or iPhone Pro. What is this one called? 11- 11. Pro,
0: 11 Pro Max. Pro Max.
1: There we go. Yeah. That's what I'm, using. yeah that's and awesome, I, huh? and i I got the the phone around Christmas time last year, so you can actually if you look back at my post and go back, um you can see I had a like an iPhone seven plus before that I noticed, yeah, and it it finally broke, it finally died, you know, and I, <laughs> I got a new one, and I was like, what there's portrait mode, oh, I like this, I can do this, so that's that's all I use, I don't have a camera, I mean I, sh- I do have one, I don't ever use it. Um, I have a lot of friends that inspire me. They're like, Misty, I'm going to show you. I have lots of resources. I've got some really good links to learn. But I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just too impatient. Like, I cook something, and I want to tell the story relatively fast. I don't really want to go into these places and go, you know, do all the perfect edits. And and I'm sure maybe someday I'll change my mind. But right now, I'm just having fun, and I want to share it in the best way that I can. And honestly, like, that's just trying to get a picture in daylight. (laughs) So those are, are the tips and tricks. Um, the other thing I have, I actually have it right here, and hold on a second, let me see if I can pull it out. Okay. Um, yeah, why are you doing that? Is, yeah, well, one of my friends who is a photographer, he told me to get one of these, and this is a, um, whoa, an LED stick.
0: <laughs> I know that, absolutely, see? yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Look great. Yeah, it I really does wonders.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Filter. So, you know, for me, I love that because it, and I, there's still not like, to me, it's still not the best pictures I can take, but if it's nighttime and I have a brisket that's finally done, and it's way too late and it's dark. And I'm like, darn it, it's dark. I got to take it out and slice it now. Poo. Then I'll just take that stick and I'll try to give myself a little bit of light so I can get a halfway decent picture, you know? And that's, that's my only way around it. Yeah, um, you it know, it's frustrating. I, but
0: it's funny. People, you know, I used to do um, professional photography, weddings, and uh, special events, engagements, things like that. So I've got all the camera gear. And you know what? It's just a pain in the, uh, it's a pain in the, the patoot. You know, yeah. It's a pain. That, yeah. It's a pain to pull out. You know, uh, you know, trying to bring out. You know, your Canon, your 5D Mark IV with the lenses, and getting it set up, and gotta have a tripod if yeah. you want. It's low light, even if you have a lower aperture lens. So I, I myself, as well, I'm shooting with just the iPhone. And I was in a Pitmasters group a couple of weeks ago. I'm on a group every week. We talk, and people are talking about how what are these for photography? And a lot of people, oh, I'm starting to use my camera and this and that. And I thought, you know, yeah, I got this 11 Pro Max because my my phone broke right before yeah. this of course came out, but. It's great. So I'm glad that I, I got to get that information because one of the things on these interviews is you get a little bit of something. And so you, know, you, you told people, which is great, which I love in the community, you don't need a $4,000 camera to take incredible pictures. And I think no. that's you know, one, you of cool one, one of the cool things. And one of the great things is if you know how to use it correctly and do the right lighting, things like that, you get amazing photos. And so your photos mm-hmm. are amazing. So you had me almost tricked at one point. I thought, is she using a phone or is she using some SLR because it looks so good? And Thank the light stick's awesome. I use an LED light myself, but uh, my wife was commenting it blew up the screen. But every time she looks at your stuff, she gets hungry. She's like, "Oh, we got to go cook this. We got to do that." And so, yeah, that's the light stick. I have, like a little
1: tripod on it. Oh
0: yeah, and Obi Wan. Yeah, this is, yeah this And this that's is great.
1: a rechargeable b- battery, so it, like it's really oh, cool. nice. It Just like, sits it. in the yeah. So it's really good for those late night ones. I have some pictures of like chicken wings and stuff out on the deck that it oh, got yeah. too late for. And I'm like, well, good thing I had that stick. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. Yeah, that, that's fantastic. And, you know, we've talked a lot about the food today. And I want to get into one more topic that I think a lot okay. of people want to know about, including myself. And that is Instagram as far as posting times, days, you know, doing it too much, not too little. I love posting just because I get so excited about something. I'll post, And people have said, oh, you posted twice in a day. Only do one or wait a couple days. Yeah. And so I'm kind of learning the whole, you know, I heard there's this, uh, there's this like cabal Instagram algorithm that's out there that you know everybody tries yeah. to figure out, and they said don't don't use apps, don't try to figure it out, you get banned. I don't know what that's about. I haven't really yeah. really yet looked at it. But what, 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 do you have any like tips for people like you know who are all into about getting followers, and that's that's great. But yeah. you know what's the best way to get the visibility? I mean, obviously I get a lot of views in the morning from from my German followers. They love, yeah. uh, and the more I get, and then of course during the day, it's it's funny. You see all the U.S. stuff come on, then towards the night. You know, I'll get like the UK and then obviously all night when I'm sleeping, I get hardly anything, which, you know, I'm not surprised. Yeah. UK is working. They're busy at work. And then, so, yeah. so what are your, what are your tips that maybe we can take away from, you know, what's a good time to post? And, you know, there's reels, there's posts, there's IGTV, there's stories. I got so much stuff going on. I don't know where to even post. I'm just trying to link this stuff together and keep it all <laughs> easy. Can you, can you kind of give yeah. us a tip yeah. on, on what you do? Like what, what, what should we be thinking about when we're doing this stuff?
1: Sure. Well, I think um, number one is, um, you know, establishing your core audience. You know, I think that um, everybody, you may say, Jay, that you want to be like the best at barbecue um, or you want to be a podcaster or you want, you know, who is your audience? I think you need to figure that out first and um, anyone can follow you, but you kind of have to stay with your niche if you want to try to grow it. So um, for me, I didn't know what I was doing at first. I was just playing around. And then as soon as I learned, you know, that, oh, wow, there's this really cool community with Traeger people. I bought a Traeger. Um, I instantly, you know, created really good connections with a lot of the Traeger family. You know, there's so many people Mm -hmm. doing the same thing I was doing. That it was just great to be able to learn from them, support them. So once you figure out where your little niche is, I think it's expanding on that. Your um, engagement is everything and and how genuine you are. So no matter how many times you post today, nobody really cares unless you are who you say you are. And, right. uh, you know, unless you really are real and that you're not, um, you know, and I can say even for like the females <laughs> not just looking beautiful and selling, you know, something you're not barbecuing or eating lots of barbecue, but not really getting invested in the cooking of it. You know what I mean? So, right,
0: right. um,
1: I think it's I look really establishing team? your audience and engaging.
0: Do I need to look beautiful?
1: And as far as, uh, sorry, did I cut you off?
0: I was gonna say, do I need to look beautiful to make this work? Because I'm not beautiful, so I don't know if that's. You
1: probably work. do. You probably do. Good. It's all about the <laughs> angles. <laughs> but no, I, I also think it's um, engaging. It's also um, no matter what, like um, good quality, good quality work. You know, it. If you made something and it tasted amazing, but it didn't really look that good. Maybe it's not, maybe it's not page worthy. Maybe it's something fun in your stories, (laughs) but like reserving the best of the best for your page. Um, And another thing I would say is, you know, especially when I got started, I was so excited when people started to follow me or, or like my stuff. And I know I see a lot of pages that post like, thank you. You know, so-and-so followed me and it's like a nice shout out. But at the same time, I look at the page as like the cover of your book. If somebody wants to get to know you and they want to follow you, that's your, your brand to them. Even though you're just a person, that's your brand. So people decide whether they want to follow your journey or not based on what they see. And they only give you a glance. So unless it's good, then you know they might move on to the next. So I think quality posts, quality content, take the time. You don't have to buy the $800 camera and do all the edits but you just have to do your best share something really good that people are excited about or could get excited about. Um, As far as hashtags go, I have to say like, I am not an expert there. I've had quite a few posts uh, in this past year sort of take off and just Mm -hmm. like wow, that's cool. It hit the Explore page. That was amazing. Right, yeah. I didn't expect it. And sometimes those are the ones that you're like, I don't know if I should post that. It's not that good. And then all of a sudden it goes viral and you're like, whoa, I can't believe they like that. That was a leftovers. You know? <laughs> um, so you just never know. Um, but honestly, like the engagement and you can kind of see like teams that support each other, whether or not you're in some pod or anything, it doesn't matter. Like I know I know my favorite people that always like chime in on a post and it just makes my day, you know? So I think it's, you know, someone supporting you and they do quality work. It's also taking the time to support them back and it's not because you have to, it's because you want to, you know? So I think that's important. I I know that most of my friends will post in the morning Pacific time, like in the morning to be able to get the broader audience I have not been very good at that lately, but I was for a while. <laughs> last night. You
0: post, I saw a midnight or some post. I'm like, that's wow, right. I'm like, well, you know what? A I
1: forget. Yeah, I'm like, forget it. I'm not in it for the the followers. I'm just right. trying to share what I did, you know. So, um, I think we have plenty of followers. So for me, I'm just I just want to tell it like it is and share what's going on. Um, if it's a a giveaway, I'll try to be you know careful and try to get more people and try to do it on time in the morning. But honestly, like I said before. I might be putting, you know, a steak or something in the smoker while I'm multitasking and, you know, filling out forms for school and doing Zoom calls for work and I'm I'm managing so many things that, you know, I just do what I can. And if you like it, stick around. And if you don't, that's okay. I'm not mad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so posts are the number one thing because there's the reels and there's also IGTV. You can click those things to go in yeah. your feed. Do you do you think that just sticking the posts like static photos? On, on the page is the best or you know sometimes I'll click and have a real go no. in there I won't post but it does not matter
1: no, no I mean if you're trying to grow your followership then you probably want to use all of the Instagram tools available. Instagram wants you to engage. It wants you to use all the tools. It wants you to do everything. It wants you to freaking boost your posts. Like, it wants you to put money in the bag. Instagram wants you to connect with everyone in every possible way. That's the whole idea that they can, you know, watch what we're doing and, you know, get, you know, basically it's the eye in the sky. We all know that. Right, so, right. in order to grow your following, you're going to have to use all their tools. So I um, will share this. I was actually banned from music for some time, like a long time, like six to eight months. Dance so as soon as reels came out, I think I did one reel or a couple reels and then I couldn't do it anymore because the music, huh. I'm like, I'm not going to post a reel with no music. So anyhow, my music magically came back on like a, a week or two ago. So I'm excited. So I'll start using that more. But everyone I know, I mean, everyone, even the people at the highest level mm-hmm. of you know followers, Um, will tell you that the reels will get your content out to the Explore page. And once it hits Explore, anything is possible. It can go from, you know, one nation to the next in moments. So I think if you um, have a good quality product to share, then do those reels and show us what you got. Just don't make me dizzy. (laughs) Don't make (laughs) me dizzy.
0: (laughs) Crazy with some of that stuff. And play a song
1: that I like, okay? So, you know. (laughs) That's all were, with the reels. So
0: um,
1: you know, for Instagram stories, I mean, IGTV, I mean, that's where you're going to go longer. And I think that's, those are like the demo videos. So if you're showing how to prep your turkey for Thanksgiving, that's a good spot where people know once you get to IGTV, it's already gone past the limit for just re- posting on your feed. So, um, you know, those are more tutorials. That's how I see that.
0: Okay. And then what about, uh, so we got, the, we got the IGTV, we talked about the reels, the posts, what about stories? I noticed that, like some stories, what one year's looked at had so much stuff, and I'm confused, do I, do you just keep adding posts and build up a big story? Or how do you utilize that? Because yeah. that's the one thing I'm not quite clear on right now.
1: Yeah. What I like about stories is that they go away. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) you know, I can do whatever I want in there and it's going to disappear at some point. It's not like Snapchat, but, you know, it's like, hey, guess what? This is my moment. Come and see what's going on over here and goodbye. You know, so. Um, Stories are a place, in my opinion, to um, share what you're doing without making any long-term commitment of putting your IGTV out there, is to share glimpses of your action, whether it's time on the grill or time with a family in a bonfire with your art of flame, whatever it is, it's like glimpses into the life of this person that is behind the page and you can um, you know use that story for many different things. I like to share what's happening. I love to give shout outs. When I see something really good that I think like my viewers should probably take a peek at, I like to repost it. I do it all the time. Um, and not because I have to. You know, it's because I want to. And it might be something that I think, oh my gosh, I want to try that. I'm going to share it with everybody or um, it might just be that you know I'm really excited and I think my viewers would be excited by it also. Um, I like to share when people have giveaways. I know how important those are for brands. You know, the brands that give away stuff, they're just trying to get recognition and they want you to come to their site and, um, you know, it takes a little effort to put away giveaway. I mean, to put together giveaways, um, communication and timelines and shipping and all that and selecting. So it's a little bit of a work, you know. So if my friends are having a giveaway, I'll definitely share that because I want more people to see it because that makes it successful so they can do it again. Right. Um, and I love giveaways only because it's fun to call the winner. That's like my favorite thing. I love to go, hey, guess what? And if I don't call him, like, I'll just, you know, send him a DM and say, good news. You won. This is so cool. So I love that. It's like, I don't know. It's kind of fun for me. That's, um, that's awesome. But yeah, I think stories are also a place where if you um, are partnering with a brand and they want you to tell their story, a lot of the influencers will use their stories to say, mm, okay. hey, here's my hot sauce. Here's three different ways or the steps that I took to be able to incorporate this into my cook.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, that that's fantastic. I really appreciate you giving that information out. Maybe there's some secrets that, you know, people always want to know. How, did, how does she do it? And uh, <laughs> I, think, I, I, I think it's awesome. And I really wondered about that. So thanks for clearing that up for me. I, we do have some questions actually from our viewers oh, that uh, came up. So uh, one of them was, do you use a vertical or offset smoker at all? What, what, what's kind of your repertoire that you cook on out there in the, in the back?
1: In the back? Um, well, I have Front, back, a trigger. <laughs> Yeah, my main, like, my first barbecue grill was a Traeger Timberline 850. It's up on my top deck. Um, And then um, I have a Traeger Ranger. So I have a little portable guy where I can do reverse sear on those plates. And then I have a Timberline 1300 that's under my deck. And I got that for Christmas. And to be honest, I'm like too lazy to go do downstairs, so I usually just stay upstairs and cook. <laughs> so I, I've cooked on it only a few times. Like I think I, um, I think it was like my fifth time cooking on it. And right now, it's not working after five times of cooking on it.
0: Wow! So
1: it has a, a fan disconnected message, which is upsetting. I, I just haven't had the time to call trigger. I know it'll be a while that I'll be on hold, so I haven't done that. Yeah. In addition to that, you've seen my Art of Flame, the yeah. one or one series thirty, and then now I have the twenty, and I haven't fired it up yet, and I can't wait. And then I also this is a secret, that's no, not really a secret anymore. I showed it today, but I bought a used Big Green Egg, and it is okay. a size large, and I've. Never done anything on Kamado, so I still have to get it cleaned up. It's under my deck, like it's kind of it's it it was a nice day, but still I was not ready to get it all ready to go yet. But I will this week.
0: Did you find it used, and and that's how you got it, or or did you?
1: Yeah, oh my gosh, and I got a steal of a deal. And I have a lot of Green Egg friends that are like, Misty, you should just jump on that. So I did. It was ridiculously cheap. Yeah, yeah. I've been
0: looking at 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 the the Kamado styles as well. I mean, there's a lot of them out there. There's I think Gorilla Gorilla's and Green Egg and you know, they're all kind of similar. Some are similar, but, you know, of course, there's the brands and a lot of people I see are getting like the controllers on now, of course, to control the temps because, you know, they want to do that in sleep, which people that cook pellets uh, and I, I cook everything wood charcoal pellets. Yeah. I can sleep though all night on a brisket 18 hours and I'm sleeping like a baby and waking That's up right. and I'm not getting up all night. Sweet. So for those uh, pellet poopers out there, you're missing out. Uh They'll, they'll argue about That's that. Right. but I, I, I love everything. So pellets are great and uh, you know, my sponsor, Naughty Wood Barbecue. Uh, they have the almond pellets I use and the plum, which is not out to the public yet, it will be in the plum stuff. I'm telling you, Misty, you gotta get your hands oh, wow. on this stuff. Oh. I'll get you that. It is off the chain. It is such a great smoke. Uh, it's not really harsh like you know, the mesquites or the hickories, it's just beautiful on pork. Like it's it's the pork uh, pellet for me. But um, you know, talking about one more thing, and again, these are questions people said, they want to hear about the bacon donut. Uh can you <laughs> tell us about the bacon donut and what's the what what's the process? Because I, that was yeah. a, a couple of people have actually said that. So,
1: oh, that's cool. Well, actually, the guy who inspired me, I think, just left a message and like at least waved. B yeah. Woods underscore barbecue. So go okay. check out B Woods underscore barbecue. Um, it was his picture that inspired me. And I actually really love donuts and I like pizza and it was nothing like a donut taste but I just thought oh that will that'd be really fun to try. And as soon as I saw it I was like I definitely have to. Sometimes I see things and I'm like okay I'll put that on my wish list and I I forget about it, right? It just gets too busy. Like I'm sure if you're listening now and you have DM'd me a recipe and I haven't made it just poke me again and remind me because I'll I'll get to it. But every <laughs> once in a while I see one and I'm like Oh my god that is so cool like and and it's just as silly as like the pretzel ring it's just like oh it's so silly <laughs> you have to do it so um you know i I bought the material so all it was was um pineapple rings and I was in such a hurry I already knew I had pineapple rings in a can at the house um, so I used those next time I would make you know with fresh because it'd probably be a little bit more firm but um I used the um pepperoni that was my only twist on his i think um and i used some um ham and um you know that was really a hawaiian wrapped you know with a uh wow. bacon so it was really fun and it crisped up really nice it was like they look so good <laughs> but if you don't, don't like it, you don't like a pineapple on your pizza you probably wouldn't like it but the dipping sauce with the marinara was perfecto so it was cool i would definitely do it again especially for like a, a party That'd
0: be fun. Yeah. I'm thinking, what if I wrap bacon around a real donut and actually grill that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's been so many donut hacks, you know, having the, I, you know, that as a burger bun. I'm like, I don't know about that. I know. Oh God, it's just the way they are.
0: <laughs> yeah. I started getting on the waffle, waffle train. I don't know. I, for some reason I have we don't have waffles usually ever. And, uh, uh, my buddy, Dr. Bill, Dr. Bill's came apple syrup. He said, Hey man, you should get this waffle maker. Don't spend all this money on a, a really expensive yeah. one. It was like 30 bucks. I ordered an Amazon it's just an incredible waffle maker we're making all sorts of waffles actually been doing my savory waffles which i'm i'm mixing kind of dat sauce that ketchup and getting this incredible flavor with those sauces and then i can do things like you know i even did one that uh was my uh you know i put a little peanut butter on top of that and uh, i got the pork going the sweetness and the nuttiness and the dr bill syrup on there oh my god it's so good i just i could eat that stuff all day and if i did i'd be you know eight thousand pounds so i'm definitely trying to stay away from a lot of that stuff, but I did have I did have my bacon and eggs this morning, you know. So what can I say? But uh, you know, I, I really appreciate being on on the show, and uh, I really value your time and everybody else that is on the show watching this now. I do apologize for the technical difficulties. I think you know I figured it out. Just can't have these both going. They just not like each other. I think I think YouTube hates Instagram and vice versa. So they probably have some secret yeah. thing in the back end. Like if they know we're both on, like kill them out, cancel them, or something. So. <laughs> it is its, but, but we got the whole thing on this, which is great because I think I think more people, uh, especially with you know your your followers are definitely big on yeah. the, on watching this live, so <laughs> it worked out well i mean uh it's good, and you got to go with the flow, so hopefully everybody watching uh, you know will forgive me uh, I am going to st- try to still stick to the YouTube format and get the whole show because we had all sorts of cool stuff. We had Mondo and Sons with their pictures, your stuff up there. I wanted to show yeah. the, the the pretzel the pretzel uh pork pretzels and everything else, but yeah. you know what hopefully you'll be on again and we'll, we'll hook up down the road. And sure. uh, when I hit that tour in 2023, I hope uh, we get the invite to come up and actually do some cooking and smoking with you up there in Seattle. Uh, love Seattle, love yeah. Seattle up there. It's gorgeous. Uh, we've it's been up to great. the islands and uh, it's great. A lot of rain. I wish we can get that in California, but yep. that, that is, you know, that's, that's a good thing. You have lots of greenery up there, which is nice. So
1: that's thanks great. so much
0: for being on. And uh, you know, I hope everybody that watched today really enjoyed uh, the conversation. I'm trying to bring something new. Instagram with my live interview shows especially on youtube.com slash I will post this up there by the way um, you know these are, these are unedited they are live we don't do questions before and it's really to get to know uh, about the guest and Misty has been absolutely fantastic and gracious to be on I know she's busy and has a lot going on but I want to thank her for being on the show and Please uh, let me know how you liked everything. You thought this was a value, you got good information out of today. I'm trying to make it not just about barbecue, like what's your sauce yeah. you're using or what's your, what's your rub, but right. more about finding out about you know the guests and also techniques, maybe little secrets, you know, like the camera stuff and everything. That's that's really cool. <laughs> uh, something fun. People know when they tune in, they're gonna have something different with uh, yeah. with this. So thanks, a million. and I hope you have a fantastic Thank you for me. rest of your Sunday. Yeah. Absolutely, and I'll talk to you soon. I
1: appreciate. it. Thanks, Misty. Okay.
0: Take care. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.
1: Smokin' to the sommelier is
0: Ukulele, ukulele, Jay